Hello there, and welcome to the INFJ Journey podcast. I am Ariane Kveljox, an INFJ art writer, podcaster, storyteller, and founder of the INFJJourney.com. No one is you, and that is your power. This could be a pretty good way of getting the gist of the INFJ's life experience. Yet our journey is no walk in the park. It is one of unique challenges and hard to get rewards, one of deep solitude and constant battle to find a way, our way, to turn our unique gifts and our vision into reality. But you are not alone in this world. There are others just like you. On this podcast channel, we discuss all things INFJ. This is our place, where we can be what we truly are, share our thoughts, our questions, our dreams, our insights, our epiphanies, our challenges, and our vision. This is our journey too, where you are seen, heard, and understood as well. There's never been a better time than now to share our stories with the rest of the world. So, go ahead and join us on a journey of discovery and endless imagination. Imposter syndrome is the province of the successful, of the high achievers, of the perfectionists. That's the irony. Get Hilton. Hello, my dear INFJs. I'm so happy to be with you again today for the episode number nine of the INFJ Journey podcast, which is called Boost Your INFJ Creativity with the Imposter Syndrome. Yes, you heard correctly. Boost your creativity with the imposter syndrome. Because we are so used to hear that if you are, if you have the imposter syndrome, then you, you can kiss your creativity bye-bye because you have it. So you You're numbed, basically, and you don't dare to create, you don't dare to share, you don't, you don't dare to put content out in the world for other people. And it's something that is going to paralyze you, it's going to numb you, it's going to, to put his weight on your brain, on your heart, on, on whatever that you want to share with the world. And basically, it's going to be the end of things for you. But I think it's all wrong because the problem is not correctly put up for us and it's not correctly defined, it's not correctly analyzed and the solution that could be brought to that problem are all wrong according to me. And this is the, the, the subject matter we're going to discuss today because I know that as INFJs, we are prone to the imposter syndrome and we are so, so hard on ourselves and we are self-sabotaging ourselves all the time. So the imposter syndrome is like an old friend for us and it's always something running in the background of our, of our mind. And it's always something that, dare I say, that the, the moment we want to create something, then we are struck by, by, by that imposter syndrome 
signal and it says basically to us who are you on who on earth are you to think that you can put some content out in the world for other people who do you think you are do you have what it takes do you have a degree do 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 you the big question are you an expert and being if you say no then people who are experts or people who think they are experts on something, they're going to say, oh, okay, you're not. So don't say anything more. Basically, shut up. And it's all wrong. It's all wrong to say shut up. And it's all wrong to shut up. Because once again, the problem is not correctly defined. So in today's episode, we're going to go deep into the imposter syndrome and see in what way the problem is uh, is not correctly defined, as I said before, but in what way we can use it as a tool to leverage our creativity, as a tool to go beyond that syndrome, because it can be used. Everything can be used if you know how to use it. And if you know how to use this imposter syndrome, then you can boost your creativity and kiss the imposter syndrome bye-bye. So we all have heard about the imposter syndrome. I think that, as I said before, INFGs are very prone to it. And because we are so um, critics about ourselves, uh, we, we think all the time, but I need to have a PhD to be able to share something with the rest of the world or, or, or only with my fellow INFGs. Newsflash, I don't have a PhD, but what I share with you is authentic. What I share with you is for the common good, for to help you uh, in as much as you need help, to make you see and make you feel that you are not alone, that you have value to bring to the world and that what what is in your mind or in your heart or in both is interesting for us and maybe for other people, for non-INFG people, I don't know. But you don't need a PhD to be able to to to, to share things with the rest of the world. And certainly, you don't need to spend years and years to learn about the subject matter to be able to to have a a personal uh, feeling about things and to share those things, your ideas, your reactions, your uh, maybe your contribution, your question, whatever it is. You don't need to spend twenty years or ten years or five years. Uh, just to be to have the right to share things with people. Every time I record a podcast episode, I'm not asking myself, do I have a PhD on that subject matter? No, of course not. And you shouldn't either. So the problem, uh, the problem with the imposter syndrome is that the question is asked uh, from the, the standpoint of an expert. Basically, the expert thinks, how can you? teach something without a degree whatever the degree and the expert thinks what makes you think you have what it takes to brand yourself as an expert and the expert thinks you know as an expert excellence is the key word and excellence takes time 
to master, to achieve. Do you have that? Did you spend enough time to master the subject matter, to have the right to open your mouth and share what you have to share with the rest of the world? And the expert goes on thinking, how dare you to be entertaining, whereas I am not? Because many people, expert people, think that the more boring the subject matter, the more professional you are in that subject matter. As if you have to be bored to death to call yourself an expert and then have the right to bore to death other people with your knowledge. It's crazy. And the expert thinks, show me the money. Like in the movie with uh, uh, Jerry Maguire, with uh, uh, Tom Cruise and uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. And show me the money. Basically, what it means, it's only those who belong to the experts, the so-called expert circle, can make big bucks. Whereas you have, don't, you have no right to make big bucks if you're not an expert. And you don't have the right to be entertaining because it's unfair. It's unfair game. And, and you don't have the right to, to amuse people, to be funny, to be entertaining, to be friendly and to be lively because we are not. Uh, uh, we meaning the experts. So basically, the expert syndrome is, is viewed from the point of view of the expert and everything that the experts think or say, you should, you should believe and you should, you, should, um, you should act according to what they think, not what you think. So it's like a, a, a one-way conversation. Only the person who has the bigger mouth can, can speak and the, the other one doesn't have that right. You couldn't you couldn't dream of thinking like that if it wasn't uh, within the the uh, the um, uh, the subject matter of the imposter syndrome. Uh, because if you were to say that or think that in another subject matter, people who who who, who, who respond to you immediately and say. Uh, I say what I want to say, I think what I want to think, and I act the way I want. I don't, have, I don't need to have a degree or your permission to think, to act, to say things. And why should an expert uh, be the only one with authority to discuss the problem of expertise, of excellence, of, of knowledge, of, of competence, of skills? There is no copyright on that. There is no uh, intellectual property on ideas. And if you have ideas, whether or not you have a degree, then you're entitled to share them with the rest of the world. And people who listen to you will uh, will like you or, or not, will accept your ideas or not, will share them or not. But it's up to them, not up to the expert to give you permission to open your mouth and to, to say things. And I wanted to say that uh, 
when I when I when I call this uh, episode number nine, uh, boost your creativity with the imposter syndrome. It's not a a a, a kind of of, a, of joke of practical joke on us, our energies, because I strongly believe that we should we meaning our energy. We we should we should uh, uh, take things that. Um, uh, that are, that hinder us from from doing or being whatever we want to do or be and learn to use them at our own advantage instead of being numb by them instead of being afraid by them instead of saying okay that's the big the big uh the big wall the big the big obstacle the big no no so i'm going to turn my back and go and and, and go elsewhere and and be miser- miserable with my life and not try to challenge my 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 uh, limiting uh, belief and not uh, going to challenge my my, my my comfort zone and so on and so forth and, and 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 it's crazy too i basically what i'm saying to you guys it's that i know as well as you know that we are very uh, uh judgmental about our own uh, capacity of doing things of things of achieving things but we we cannot be cured in one in one uh, in one day of, of this, but what we can do meanwhile is to learn to 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 use some some leverage to to learn to to master those things that that usually hinder us from 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 doing what we want to do, and and use them in another way in a in a, in a very new way. Uh, to achieve things because I know that you are achievers, not high achievers in the in the in the usual way. You know the the way of uh, the uh, overachievers, the the economic way, the 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 business way, the corporate way. It's not in in that way that I am saying that to you guys. It's in the. Uh, Achievement in the sense of putting your guts, putting your souls, putting uh, putting your mind, putting everything that is you as an energy into one goal, one project, and do it, whatever uh, it is, and regardless of your fear of being judged, of being rejected, of being criticized, of being called a non-expert who think that they can talk uh, even if they don't have a PhD or a master or whatever, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you you have a a very very rich mind, and this mind is going to waste if 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 you listen to to the expert. And the expert is like they're they're like doctors, you know, MDs. Uh, they write in a way that nobody but them can can read, and they they speak with the gibberish words and all kinds of of uh, uh, of a uh, not mysterious but complicated words, and they they 
they like to feel uh, and define themselves as gurus of people who know things better than than the rest of the world. And they look on us uh, uh, in a very uh, dismissive way uh, more often than that, than not. And we we are used to accept that uh, at first value, but we shouldn't. And we we see these experts as people who are um, who have a clear mind because they have a degree, but they they have everything that we can think about except a clear mind. Because if you have a clear mind, you don't need gibberish, you don't need jargon, and you don't need to have a a, a feeling of of being in 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 uh, like a god basically, and other people like the common people who don't know better. And this is this is something that experts. Uh, like to remind uh, us about of that we we are not um, equal to them and we should spend at least a thousand hours and maybe two three four uh, years in, uh, uh, in uh, university to just to learn the basic of a subject matters but ask yourself that question who likes to read thesis, PhD thesis. Who like to read books of two thousand pages written by expert on a on an obscure subject matter? Who like that? Who is going to read that kind of books? Who is going to go to that kind of conferences where people are going to discuss in live for three or four hours of an obscure subject matters using only gibberish and very obscure words? Who is going to go to that torture willingly? Ask yourself those questions and you will see that you don't need, except for boosting your creativity, you don't need to be hindered by the, the, the imposter syndrome. You don't need that. It's completely useless. And in fact, the imposter syndrome, uh, it has many facets. It's, it's, it's basically many facets of, of, of the, of the same, uh, the same problem. And it has to do with perfectionism. It has to do with fear of failure. It has to do with the high achiever drive that is, uh, uh that is, uh, uh, in our uh, own INFG software, so to speak. And uh, it is a, something that has to do with our ego, with a, a, I should say, maybe it's not the proper expression, but I don't find, uh, I can't find a, a, a more proper expression right now. It has to do with a, a faulty perception of our own ego. What I mean by that is, of course, we are we have pride uh, as INFGs, uh, um, the same with any other kind of people. Of course, we like to think that we are respectable people and that we have something of value to offer to the world. But deep down, we also think that we are BS. We are um, not good enough people. Uh, we are too weird. We are, we have poor social skills for most of us. And we are not, um, 
we are not good enough basically in in so many things that uh, I lost count and because we have a faulty perception of our own INFG ego then we we f- we think that imposter syndrome is okay imposter syndrome is part of our of of our life and it's it's only normal that it hinders us over time uh, and we think that if we if we didn't have it in our lives then something would be wrong because it's normal for energies to think like that and to feel like that but i should say that it's crazy to say that i'm aware of it but again i don't i don't find a a more uh, suitable expression but i, I I think that in some way the imposter syndrome is like an acquired test. I mean, it's not something that we are born with. Uh, it's not uh, printed in our DNA. But as uh, as much um, as soon, sorry, as soon as we are um, old enough to to think by ourselves, then we start to 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 perceive ourselves like imposters because we are INAG basically. But I posit that the imposter syndrome is an acquaintance in the way that it is something that society has put in our mind. And because we are prone to self-doubt, to self-criticism, to fear of reject, a fear of being isolated and all kind of things, we accept that at face value. But it is an acquaintance in a way that it is not natural. It is something that was put in our mind and it was put in our mind very easily by society because we are a, we are the most easy target for that kind of BS. So carry on with the imposter syndrome. It has to do with perfectionism, as I said before. And we, as INHGs, we forget that we can uh provided that we are using the right tools we, I, I, I would i would expand on that later but provided we, we use the right tools then we can get rid of the imposter syndrome but in the meantime the 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 imposter syndrome is going to strike us because as soon as we want to level up, the imposter syndrome is going to say, hey, I'm here. Uh, can't you see me? I'm here. I'm the imposter syndrome. And what's up? And you're going to answer, oh, I don't know. I wanted to talk about that, but I, I don't know. I only read two or three books about it, and I only have some discussion with my friends or my family of my of my whatever, whoever. But... Uh, who am I to talk about something that is very important to me, but I don't have a PhD on it? And the imposter syndrome is going to be very happy because basically what he has just done, he has, he has, he just ruined your day and he's happy and you're not. And it's crazy again because we let it do it every time, almost every time. And we, we, we have to, to to get uh, rid of this kind of of uh, of uh, it's almost like a fight we have to get rid of that nuisance we have to 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 say 
I don't want to deal with that question of whether or not I am good enough. The question is not whether I am or not good enough. The question is, can I bring value to some people, to some other people than me? Can I, can I help someone? Maybe it's just one per- person in the world, but who cares? It's, if it's only one person, but you basically what you have just done, if you go beyond that imposter syndrome is you, you have, you, 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 you succeed in, in helping one person. And it's already an achievement because I can't remember the last time I was helped by a, a, the talk or the book or the comfort or whatever of an expert. Because every time I, I try to, uh, to, um, to listen to an expert or write what an expert has written, it put me to sleep, basically. Uh, it it is not helpful at all. It's too complicated. It's too abstract. It has nothing to do with my life, and it has nothing to do with the real life either, because it's it's only theory, theory, theory. But you don't live a life with theory. You have to be practical. You have to be in the now, in the action. You have to test things. You have to see if they are helpful to you. You have to see if if these these thoughts or these advices are actionable for you can you do something with them and if if it's if the if the answer is no then why bother you don't need that and sadly we energy uh, we are so used uh, of seeing as experts as the only teaching model there is and it is not because I, I can remember when I was at school, of course, I had some teachers that were good teachers that brought me value. And I still can remember some of them because of their quirks or because of the quality of their teaching. But most of them vanished in my mind. And uh, they vanished. Why did they vanish? Because they were not, they were boring, basically. And what they taught has not stuck in my mind because they were boring, because they were too abstract and because they were not, I, I, I couldn't feel like what they were teaching me was going to be helpful in my life. Of course, I need and you need and everybody need uh, to, to, to learn things, but it would, I wouldn't mind more more uh, practical insight and less theory in, in 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 the school teaching and college and university because it's it's very theoretical and life is not and back to the only teaching model uh i think that it is far from the from being the only one and the only question you have to ask yourself when you when you are uh, when you want to teach something, whether it's formal or informal, but it doesn't matter. The only question you should deal with is: Am I going to bring value to my audience? Am I going to bring value to the people who listen to me? And that's it. 
And the value can be very practical. It can be, uh, it can be just an insight, just a good question that you put in someone else's mind. It could be very profound. It could be deep. It doesn't matter. The, but what matters is value. Do I bring value? Do I touch people? Have I succeeded in establishing a connection with the people who listen to me? Because for me, teaching, sharing is not about theory, it's about connection. Do I connect? And once I have connected, do I bring value? Is, is it worth it? Is it worth your time? Is it worth your your listening? Is it worth your attention? Can I help you in some way with either my knowledge, my life experience, my way of teaching things, my way of being around with you? Can I can I bring something to the plate for you to use in your life? This is the only thing that matters because once I'm gone, you're not going to remember my gibberish, my, my very uh, uh, professional words or my way of, uh, of, uh, of um, clothing myself or anything that, uh, uh, any details like that. You're going to, rem uh, to remember, if I am lucky, you're going to remember how you felt when you were with me and when I was sharing things with you and for me this is the only thing that matters because I want to be useful to you and if each week you you're giving me a bit of your time a bit of your attention and I am very, very grateful and my hope is that every time you connect with me and you listen to my podcast, then you have value after that podcast. This is what matters to me and I don't, I don't shoot myself in my, in my, in my foot by, by thinking, by asking myself before each episode, oh, am I an expert on that? No. Because why should I? And who cares? The only thing, again, that matters is value, value, value. Not degree. Not expertise. Not gibberish. And the imposter syndrome is, is not the dead end for teaching fail failures. It's, it's, a it's a necessary step towards... Uh, towards owning your own teaching skills. What I mean by that is just because you feel it, it doesn't mean that you're a failure and you're not going to be able to teach something ever. On the contrary, because you feel it, because you have to deal with it, it means first that you are honest, then you are very candid about your own capacity of bringing value to other people. You're authentic and you respect 
your audience. And you're not a failure. You're not, you're not in a dead end of teaching uh, attempts just because you feel that. No, on the contrary, it's the first step toward becoming, towards becoming uh, a better uh, person at sharing your values or your, your knowledge or whatever. Because I should say that it's, it's the first step that is going to set you free. You know, in the Bible, the truth uh, would set you free. And it's, a, it's the same principle, basically. It means being honest, being candid, being, uh, uh, being caring about your audience and their needs and whether or not you're bringing value to them. It's the first step towards being better at what you do without a degree, without the keyword. And you know, there is a saying, and I bet you already heard it, but I'm going to say it anyway. The best way to teach something or to pass on knowledge is to teach it. What I mean by that is when you are in the process of learning something, whatever the knowledge, when you are in that process, then you're very candid, you're open, you're curious, you're curious, <clears throat> sorry. And you ask yourself many questions. You want to know, you want to understand, you want to to know why that or how that or whatever. You are um, very active uh, and you are always um, searching for responses and, and you... you you go uh, to a great length to acquire that new knowledge. And this attitude is the one attitude that the best teachers entertain every day. And what I mean by that is if you want to teach something, learn it in the same time, at the same time, sorry. It means that you are going to have that agility, that mental agility of the person learning something. And once you have learned something, even if it's just a, a fragment of a knowledge, share it with people that could be interested. Whether or not you, 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 you master the whole subject matter, it doesn't matter because you're, the person in front of you is not going to ask you, oh, do you... Do you uh, master the own subject matter uh, before you 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 talk to me? No, the person doesn't doesn't mind having only one bit, one fragment of a of a knowledge, as long as what you're sharing with with them is is valuable, and they're not going to ask about your degree or about the whole uh, the whole nine yards of that knowledge. And basically, I started that podcast by saying that the question is not properly asked about the imposter syndrome, because we we tend to 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 rate as INFJs ourselves uh, very very um, uh, very hardly, and. W- what we we should do instead is rating ourselves on the basis of our own 
originality, our own singularity, our own creativity and sincerity and uniqueness because we are very unique. And you that you are uh, listening to me right now, I feel like you are very, very close to me because you you are uh, very discreet people, but very uh, intense people. And you are, I'm sure that, unique. And we, we should rate ourselves by those standards instead of rating ourselves by the standards of boringness, of, of our capacity to bore people to death, or our capacity to be very opaque with our knowledge, and so on and so forth. And what is what we should think about when we when we think about the imposter syndrome and the value that we can bring to people what we should think about is doing the unexpected because people what what stucks in people's mind is the unexpected not the expected and we we should share out of the box thinking and out of the box creating and a, a good a good example of that out of the box thinking and out of the box uh, uh, creating is the TED Talk uh, conferences because their motto is ideas worth sharing. And in if you want to do a TED Talk, you better be very creative and you better have a unique insight to a particular uh, subject matter, whatever the subject matter. But if you are here to say what people already know, and if you are here to bore them to death with gibberish, you're not going to do a second TED Talk, that's for sure. And TED Talk's motto, Ideas Worth Sharing, it's it's us, INFJs, basically, because we we... Our mind is capable of creating gazillions of ideas and connections and and all kinds of things all the time, even by nighttime. And because we are like that, naturally like that, the TED Talks model is the best for us because it's very vivid, it's very lively, it's very visual. It's it's a uh, it's a talk, but it's very visual in a way that the best TED talk uh, talker are the, the the ones that could uh, that could generate um, uh, images with their talk. I give you an, a good example. Uh, I'm sure that you know already uh, Bernie Brown. Uh, she's one of my favorite TED talker and TED talkers, and she's very, very good. And every time she she speaks at a TED talk, or when she 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 shares thoughts with, uh, for example, with Chase Jarvis, uh, a guy I like very much, then she she's so funny, she's so unassuming, she's so uh, knowledgeable, but. She always think about her audience, and she always want to bring value. And she she knows where we are, not where we, she would like us to be. And she 
picked us where we are. She entertains us with her talk, with her funny and innovative and creative ideas. And she don't use gibberish and she's very unassuming and she's, she's, she's a genius in her way. Because she has PhD, I, I think she maybe have two or three PhD. I don't know, at least one. But it doesn't matter. As soon as she 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 talks in her TED talks, she is uh, the one of a kind of a talker, and and she brings value to me, and and I'm sure she brings value to millions of her listeners. And after her TED talk, even if you if you forgot most of what she said, you don't forget how you felt the moment you were listening to her. And this is the 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 very uh, proof of her of her um of her expertise because w- she's unforgettable basically and she she doesn't believe in uh, theory because she she often quotes uh i think it's eleanor roosevelt who said once uh if you're not in the arena uh, sweating and crying and if you don't get your ass kicked then uh, she's not interested in your feedback and what it means is that uh, the the knowledge that is going to stuck in your mind and is your and in your heart is the one that is that is immediately linked to having your your ass kicked in, in the arena. By what I mean by that is is being in in the, in the now in the life in the in the uh, in the immediate feedback that life uh, gives us when we are some doing something good or bad or wrong or right but it's very um it's very real you know that you you have correctly uh master one idea or one bit of knowledge if you are in the arena and getting your your ass kicked and and, and you know that it's good but by the feedback that life is going to give you immediately. And this is of value. And you're not going to go in the arena with a, with a, um, with a, uh, encyclopedia or with a, 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 a PhD thesis of 2000 pages because it's going to be totally useless in the arena. What is going to be useful is, uh, the quality of what you have uh, mastered, understood, and what you share with people. And basically, it's what you know, what you do, and what you are, in a nutshell. And these uh, these practical values, uh, they are far more important than global thinking, than theoretical thinking. And... Helping others is is what INFG, INFJs do. Naturally, helping others, we want to help others, not just please others, but help them, being useful uh, and being helpful to others is instead of praising experts, uh, even if they are, they are not helpful, uh, stop. St- what I want to say is, st- 
we should stop trading unhappiness for currency, like uh, James uh, Altucher once said. We 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 should we should be happy with what we share. We should be happy with what we have understood, even if it's only a bit of a massive continent of knowledge. It doesn't matter. We should we should not aim at perfection. We should aim at fancy, at usefulness, at uh, our capacity of helping others. I know it sounds cliche, but it's right. What's this going to? What people are going to to remember after? we're gone is not our knowledge is if we were helpful if we were if we were the the kind of people who help others who share with others and and who love others and we are not to forget that in in knowledge there is a dimension of love because if you teach something without loving not the teaching itself, but what the teaching can do for people. And if you don't love the people you you are uh, you, uh, you you teach your knowledge to, then it's it's lost in a way because people are humans, <laughs> and basically we humans we need love, we need care, we need attention, we need to feel like the person who is teaching us something cares about what she teaches. And another dimension of the imposter syndrome is that the key word is simplicity, not complexity. Because the more simpler your knowledge is shared in a, in the more simpler way and it becomes the more memorable and the key word is really simplicity simplicity wins any time because if it's not simple to teach then it means that you haven't properly understood it and it doesn't matter the gibberish that you use if you haven't truly understood then it's not simple for you then it won't be simple for for you to teach and to share with other people and forget about school focus on real life and i said that with younger infjs in mind because i know that some of you are younger and of course, you need to have some kind of formal knowledge, whatever the level you're at and the one you're aiming at. But don't think for a moment that school is equal to real life. There is a difference. School is going to, to, to give you the basis, the basis to what you have to know if you want to 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 go to society to to make your 
to have a living, to make a living or, or find a job or uh, marry, have friends, etc., etc. It's the basis. But it's not enough. And the part that is not enough and that you're going to acquire through life is not formal knowledge. I mean, it can be formal knowledge if you are gifted with with uh, with um, um, formal uh, knowledge and formal teaching. I don't know, maybe. But once you have gone to school, what is going to matter after school if what you build, what you share, and the focus in your mind shouldn't be for formal knowledge, formal degree, uh, uh, and and that kind of thing. Things that need to be validated by an institution or by a group of person. You don't need validation to think. You are a thinker by nature. So think. And if you want to think within the presence of a formal kind of teaching like university, then do it. But if you don't, and if you can't, so be it. It doesn't matter, really. It doesn't matter. We know we we always think of real life when we, when it comes to social media, but real life is also real life. Period. And. Another thing that I wanted to share with you about all the things that goes into the imposter syndrome uh, concept is excellence. And excellence is not a degree. Excellence is a way of being. So you see, my dear INFGs, if you have excellence in whatever you share with the rest of the world or only with a small portion of uh, your beloved one, your other fellow INFJs, whatever. If you share that excellence that you have, then you are in the flow. You 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 are in in uh, in the proper uh, state of mind when it comes to the imposter syndrome. Because again, excellence is not validated by a degree. Excellence is your way of being with other people. It's it's your pedagogy, is your mental agility, is your funniness, so to speak, is your um, is your simplicity, is your benevolence, is your uh, you want it to be useful and helpful. That is true excellence. It's a, a very uh, civic um, quality, not a degree again. So uh, there are other, a few things I want I would like to share with you uh, because um, I have been confronted to that problem many times around in my life, and I think that the post the posture of the beginner of the enlightened amateur is the best one, uh, especially if you want to to teach something. Maybe you want, maybe not. But if you want to teach something and you're not an expert, be genuine, be candid. Say, I'm not an expert, but I have insights I want to share. And 
saying it out loud right uh, off the bat is the best way of uh, of uh, uh, of um, easing the whole process of not being stuck by by somewhere because of of the imposter syndrome and uh, in a way the best thematics the best subject matters are in the very crossroads of subject different subject that people do not really understand I give you an example. Uh, say you are, um, you want to make money, uh, but you you don't know how. You're going to, to to do some digging on the internet, on Wikipedia or something else, and you're going to to maybe wanted to to learn a few things about uh, uh, crypto uh, currencies and bitcoins and and so forth, and you're going to to learn. Uh, some things enough for you to be able to invest uh, maybe a part of of your money in them you're going to do some digging not too much but not too few and on the other hand you are very interested in um, how should I put it you are interested in um, doing a TED talk, but you're not a professional in in uh, keynote speaking. So you 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 don't you don't master those subject matters, those two subject matters. So basically, what you're going to do is to learn a little bit of both, and to make your new knowledge. And again, it doesn't matter if it's profound or not, but to make your new acquired knowledge entertaining and actionable, you're going to cross them and create something that talks about both. And basically, you are going to 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 imagine that you are a young person wanted to do an expose in class about uh, bitcoins and about uh, TED Talks, but you have to have only one subject matter. So you are going to cross them and create a talk about how is a TED Talker, a, a beginner, how should I talk about making money, which is a kind of complicated subject matter, in a very entertaining way. And then you have your two subject matter crossed and made in one subject matter easy, easy to grasp, easy to share, actionable and entertaining. Because if you are an entertaining person, then you have it all and you can share things without being an expert and you share while still being in the process of learning, which is a perfect example of what I was talking about at the beginning of this podcast episode, which was how to uh, use the imposter syndrome to boost your creativity, and this is the perfect example. There are others, but this is one of the perfect examples. And you know that knowledge is a commodity, right? Uh, today, so what what is going to make the difference 
between an expert and, and an non-expert is pedagogy. Is your your success um, recipe for sharing things, and you have to have that authenticity, that simplicity, but also empathy, because without empathy, you don't really care. And without caring, you can't bring uh, value to people because they will they will feel instantly that you don't really care whether or not they succeed, whether or not you are bringing to them value. So empathy is very, very important in that recipe for being able to boost your creativity as an INFG with the imposter syndrome, which which seems odd to say, using something that usually drags you to boost you. But I strongly believe that we INFGs have been way too much uh, used to uh, taking at face value things that, that are not real and the imposter syndrome is one and one of them because we we always think that it's normal to have it but no it's not i mean yes it is to to think it but it's not okay to bask in it it's not okay to to say okay so i i just surrender to it and i'm not going to do anything to challenge it but it's an error because we are very strong we have we we are tough people you you i am you are and school uh it was it was like that for me but i'm sure it was it is or it was like that for you school has conditioned us to 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 that cult of excellence and it has done that but it has completely failed in teaching us how, how on earth are we going to embody this excellence we're talking about. Because when I was at school, the teachers taught us all the time and they insisted heavily on that. You have to, to aim at excellence. Okay, good. But how the hell am I, am I going to do that? Is there a, a a way of of achieving that excellence? No, uh, no, in a way that I, I I didn't have a a indication as to how I was supposed to achieve that excellence. So they were talking at length about that excellence, but not giving us concrete example as to how to embody it. And it's it's damaging because we are think think of it as a someone who is saying to you all the time, you have to be good, you have to be good at everything you do. But that person doesn't doesn't have a clue as to how to be good at those things she or he is talking about, and. You are left in the desert with your sorrows and you, with your incapacity of achieving those goals. And, and 
in my in my opinion the imposter syndrome should shouldn't be called the imposter syndrome because again it is viewed from the expert point of view it should be called the expert syndrome because the experts they are the ones who drag you uh, who, who drag us uh, to 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 the bottom with their with their uh, uh, with their um, arrogance it's maybe maybe too too uh, too strong a word but there is something to it and with their uh, gibberish and we all know the saying uh, we all know the saying about uh, the the way that a, a, a someone who teaches something or someone who is talking, uh, say at a conference, that we forget about what she or he said, but not about how we felt. And ask yourself the question, how did you feel after an expert talk to you? Did you feel better? Did you feel empowered? Did you feel uh, that like you you were uh, in the middle of the real life, applying that knowledge and succeeding in applying that knowledge to your problems? And for me, the the keyword, the absolute keyword. I know I have been talking about some keywords, but the absolute, the, the number one keyword in that precise subject matter is connection. Did you succeed in making that connection? Yes or no? Very simple. And as energies, I'm sure that you are capable of establishing that knowledge every time that you want to share something because it's what we, we, we naturally do, um, uh, making connection. And we, we shouldn't assume that people know better than we do. They don't know better. Everyone has a piece of that, of that common and universal, uh, endless knowledge that, that there is in the world. But we shouldn't. It's called the pluralistic ignorance, the belief that other people knows better than, than we do, but they don't. And to overcome that imposter syndrome, it's, it's kind of simple in a way. There are proper steps that should be uh, uh, taken. First step, you should put things in perspective. People don't know better than you do. Second, you, you, should, uh, you should accept that you have only a bit, a fragment of the, the common knowledge common meaning the human knowledge that you are not the most knowledgeable about something but you you try to focus on the value you bring to the audience or to the people you share value with and keep reminding yourself that the stronger you believe in what you're sharing the stronger that vision, that teaching has a chance to become a reality to the people you're sharing value with. And stop seeking validation. 
from other people. You don't need their validation. You can need your their feedback, but not their validation. This is not the same thing. Validation is like if they say no, you're basically done. But feedback is just only people who listen to you or read what you have created or uh, saw what you have created if you if you did a video, for example. And they give you uh, some constructive feedback in, sh in sharing their insights about what you have created with benevolence. And at the end of it, if you choose to, to continue, then it's okay because you're not seeking validation. You're not, you don't need their permission to do things and to boost even more your creativity as an INFJ with the imposter syndrome just be even more if it's possible creative with what you do lesson more trust your guts because your guts they're like your second brain trust them Trust your intuition because it's benevolent, because it's authentic, because it has your best interests at heart and because it's always very sharp when it comes to INFJs. And trust it, your guts are, are your best friend. It's your best asset, basically. And equate in your mind, equate your short shortcomings, your real shortcomings, not your perceived shortcomings, but equal them with new skills that you are willing to acquire just to get rid of the imposter syndrome. Focus first on your inspiration, not on the self-criticism that you are so prone to do. And get out of your shell and reach out for inspiring people because there are so many of them out there. So basically, get out of your comfort zone, get out of your genius zone and reach for the stars, reach for other people who are not so so much better than you, but creative, as creative as you are in a different way and reach out for them and learn from them and enrich your mind with them. This is the best way to muscle up the imposter syndrome. And never forget that we are all different. We are all INFJs. I mean, <laughs> who are listening to me. But even if we are all INFJ, we all have a different path and we all have different uh, genius zones and and. We all have our best and, and worst days. Basically, our, our difference is our, is, our, is our strength because the common ground is INFJness. But the, the difference is that we embody it differently. And that different way of doing things, of, of, of perceiving things, is our treasure trove as INFJs. We can choose to share it and if we choose to share it then we are we basically we're doing a favor to the rest of the INHA because we need that uniqueness that you are willing to share with us guys and each experience is valuable and think that your so-called ignorance can be someone else's knowledge and it's very valuable to think that way because you think that 
oh, okay, I don't know much, but what I know and what I want to say about that thing, maybe it is going to help tremendously some other person. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not, but let's have it anyway, because you, you never know the good that you can do to people. It's not always the bad, but the good too. And we help and touch people with our being, not with our degrees. And each of us has something different to offer the world. I know f in my case, it, it's mostly about writing and about voicing thoughts and about podcasting and about storytelling and art writing. But about you guys, what is it? Think about and. Uh, Perhaps if you are willing to share with me on on, on my uh, uh, Telegram channel, because I activated recently the chat uh, function. So if you want to have a conversation with me directly about that podcast episode or on my website at www.infjjourney.com, for each podcast that I post, you can you can make comments. So if you want to share your comments and say, oh, for me, uh, the imposter syndrome it was in that way, in that way, in that way, and so on and so forth. Forth. I'd be delighted to read and answer your comments because you are precious to me. I know I already said that, but I mean it. Truly, I mean it. And this is this is uh, pretty much everything I wanted to say about the imposter syndrome. And I went uh, I went to it uh, uh, in great length because I I thought that it is something that is very important to us and something that that makes our life miserable sometimes because we are it's like the elephant in the room we only see the elephant and we are not able to see anything else and it's it's a pity because really it's only a matter of perception everything is a matter of perception and. If you if you if you only remember one thing that I have said in the past episode is that what is of value for the world is not expertise is your being your the way you are the value you share the sincerity in which you share that value and the benevolence that you have towards the people you're sharing value with. So that's it for today. Uh, just a quick uh, reminder of the things that I, I used to say about uh, at the end of each podcast episode. Uh, the first one, I wanted to say that your actions are your identity. And don't bother with anything else because... It's at the center of all this. It's your identity. Otherwise, there would be thousands of other people with just one name. And focus on your identity and your value, the value you bring to other people. And the the next uh, podcast episode uh, would be episode number 10 and it will uh, be released next week and it will be about the title of the next podcast episode would be uh, is going to be i'm sorry uh, claiming your INFJ knighthood so we will um, expand on that subject matter very uh, very uh, dear to my heart subject matter about the INFJ knighthood uh so that's it for today. 
Uh, before uh, I completely and definitely end this podcast episode, uh, remember people that you, if you appreciate my, my podcast, go to uh, my website uh, to leave comments and, and rating if you want to at www.anavidjourney.com. And if you want to, to rate and review Uh, this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts and hopefully leave me a five out of five review and rating. And for those of you who wish to support my work, especially my new project called The Weather Outside, go to my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash journey. Also, make sure to take advantage of my half an hour free intuitive coaching session by going to my website and um, to to reserve a spot with me, a free hour, uh, half an hour session with me. And also make sure to download my uh, my guides. Uh, the links would be uh, in the show notes as usual. And all last thing I wanted to say is. Uh, Beginning next next week, uh, I, w I will start to create action plan for some of my podcast episodes with uh, another kind of value uh, in these uh, action plans. And they will be available on both uh, my website, uh, the infgjourney.com, uh, and my, my, my uh, school, my online school at Podia. And uh, the links, as usual, will be in the show notes. So for you, it will be a way of accessing um, additional value about my podcast and what you can do with the things that I say in my podcast. So that is for t uh, that's it for today. Uh, um, thank you for your listening. For, thank you for tuning in ex uh, next uh sorry for tuning in uh, all weeks and all the time um, we are close to the 700 uh, episode downloads now so thank you so much dear INHGs and until next week take good care of your INHG self and bye for now <laughs>